Hello, hello. Welcome into Animan Plus, episode 98. Hopefully you're having an incredible day. Whatever day you're watching this, if you're watching this live alongside of us, like our friend Steve, who told us to hurry up, we're here. Uh, or if you're watching this after the fact, we appreciate the hell out of you. Uh, whether you're listening on the multiple audio platforms or watching on YouTube.com forward slash Sparky3. We just appreciate you. Uh, end of year, almost about to hit episode 100. We came so close to hitting 100 in this year. So close. We weren't able to do it, but 100's coming soon. I got Zach Weaver with me as always. Zach, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm doing good. I mean, we didn't have 100 since this show constantly has crap show up to stop it. We've talked about this before. <laughs> this is the one show that gets pushed back the most. Shit always happens that makes the show. Put, but we came close. Our schedule was when we started 2022 that we wanted to hit 100 in the year. Two episodes off. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not, especially considering when you look back and think about that we took like what? An extra like six, seven weeks we off. We took like eight <laughs> weeks off <laughs> so easily. That's not bad. That's not bad. So, you know, hey, we're here. We're here. About to hit episode 100 here in just a couple of weeks. So that's super exciting. Uh, no, we're probably not going to do anything special for it. We normally do specials of some capacity. Probably not going to do anything for that episode. We we have an idea in that we want to do, but it's just going to ha- come later. That's the thing. It, we'll tie it into hitting episode 100 as a celebration, but we do have an idea that we're going to do, and it's going to happen. We're just going to do it later. No big deal. Uh, but no, for today's episode, we have three different finales uh, for this fall season. We have Chainsaw Man, Spy Family, and uh, the first part of Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War. So we're going over that. You know, going to be talking a little bit about Chainsaw Man. You're right here at the beginning because there's been a lot of conversation. Yeah. A lot of conversation about the end of this first part. Uh, so we're going to dive into that here today since I've been checking it out. Then, of course, we still have Blue Lock, which this last episode of Blue Lock was incredible. It was good. Dude, so good. Such a good episode. My Hero, phenomenal. There's one part of My Hero I can't wait to dive into here in a little bit because of how well done it, it was, It was, and I'm, I'm excited to chat about it. Of course, we have Gundam, to your Eternity. Give me a good time. Give me a good time. Then manga chapter ratings, of course. Uh, but if you could, make sure to be a friend, tell a friend, subscribe to the channel. Uh, like, drop a like on this. We'd 100% appreciate that. If you'll follow us over at Twitter at Animan Podcast, uh, check out our Discord. All all the links down below. Agent Inc. Of course, pick up a jersey. Animan Plus has got the best jersey of them all. It's so sick. Everyone loves it. Um, like I said, we do have uh, we do have Steve here. He said the hair down is making me confused. Man, the hair has been down a lot this week. I'll be honest. I think except maybe the one day I saw you. But the hair has been down a lot. Just rocking the beanie, man. I just wake up late and I don't want to want to mess with anything and just go he's going full hobo for this episode basically you know someone else called me that too (laughs) you know i I just with the beard and just the beanie and the hair sticking out someone's just like man you look like a haggard or something i'm just like i don't know (laughs) if i should take that as a compliment but considering the actor just passed away i will take as a compliment rest in peace to him of course uh i'll start turning down the music and kind of go ahead and start diving into some stuff here uh because of course we have our shout outs before we actually get started so first shout out lead off the show Shout out to Drain's Detective getting an anime. That trailer was awesome. Yeah, that trailer looked amazing. I am so pumped for Drain's Detective. If you have not heard of Drain's Detective, it is the current series being written by Akira Amano, who, of course, wrote uh, Hitman Reborn, my favorite series of all time. Uh, and I, one hockey series we both missed. That was just a one shot. And I mean, it never it never it. went anywhere. They had uh, the Ed Live, whatever. Yeah. That, that was a thing as well, which. 
you know, I've never went to go check that out. The only thing I've ever checked out of Ed Live, whatever, is um, the single little crossover shot that he did with Hitman Reborn, yeah. where it was our one and only time to ever see an officially animated version of the Von Gola family with their Von Gola gear. It was the only time it's ever been officially animated, officially drawn, was that single panning shot with all of them. And they all had their Von Gola gear, and it looked sick. But anyway, yeah, Deranged Detective, um, you know, we've, we've heard some rumors for a little while that it was going to get an anime and just had the uh, the recent announcement. Uh, but the trailer looks so I'm good. I'm super happy about that because that series is going to be a trip because the series already reading it's a trip. Yeah, dude, it is. And, and it's like the trailer, like, for what we know of the series, right, while it has its serious tones to it, it's still very goofy, yes. right? So that trailer made it seem like the most serious thing on the planet, and I'm just like, I love this. Within the first episode, we're going to get it. So tell me about yourself. Yeah, who me, killed you? Yeah, who, who killed you? <laughs> tell me all about yourself. I can't wait, dude. I'm so pumped. Uh, not going to lie, it's making me question some life decisions. Well, maybe you should just grow your hair out, man. Join me. We'll be uh, long hair brothers, considering everyone thinks that we're brothers anyway. Happens a lot. Everyone always just like, when we're walking together to shooting the shit, we're just like, are you two brothers? Like, I mean, no. I get that. Yeah, it's like, no, we're not. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I imagine you get that too. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I dealt with it all during high school with Diaz. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. You probably got it with him nonstop, so I feel you. I feel you. But uh, no, Drange Detective, super pumped for that. And then, of course, we do have JJK season two coming, but here's the thing that's so cool about JJK season two. I fucking love this. I think this is so cool. They're starting season two in the summer. Starts in July, right? Season two will run all the way to December. Oh God. And the Shibuya arc will is scheduled to start on Halloween day. Oh God. That is so cool. I love that. That is dedication to the series, man. I absolutely <laughs> love that decision. I think it's so cool. Uh I think there may be some filler in there somewhere. Yeah, there might be. Um, it, it just depends on how they handle like the arcs leading up to the Shibuya yeah. arc. But the fact that they're making season two just one mega long season and and actually starting Shibuya on Halloween day, yeah, that is so cool. I love it. I'm so excited for that, man. Uh, let's see what are what are some other announcements that we had this past week? We are you know we already knew that Eden Zero was entering its final mm-hmm. arc. That's fucking. I don't know what's going on in that shit, that manga now. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> There's so many things happening. They went they went off the rails with it. Of course, we do have uh, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War Part yeah. Two set to air in July, so that's pretty sick. There, uh, new we got some new trailer for like Doctor Stone and stuff like that. Of course, Mashal's coming in spring. We got a trailer for Mashal, which looked really good. I was really impressed with that trailer. Um, you know, looking forward to checking Mashal out here soon. Uh, and then, of course, we have the uh, the current uh, Sasuke series that's uh, go that's being written and updated. Um, that's going to be part of Boruto starting in January. Uh, I think it's kind of like the main things that's kind of popped out here this past week, uh, personally. So, I mean, I'm half black, so my hair grows out, not down. I would grow it out, man. Just let it grow out, you know, just live your best life. But uh, no, we we were actually looking at uh, 2023 anime before we started. It's it actually a pretty solid lineup. I mean, in winter, we got some pretty solid series on the way. Tokyo Avengers Season 2, Nagatoro, I'm looking forward to. A couple other shows that look pretty good, um, like Revengers, one that I'm going I'm to check out. That's a, It's an original series. 
Um, Ayakashi Triangle. I don't know if I'm going to dive into that one. I dove into that manga very blind, not knowing what it was, just knowing that it sold, sold well. I found out very quickly why it was selling well. Um, don't know if we'll actually watch that, though. But, uh, no, there's some pretty solid series of winter, and then spring has a lot of good stuff because we have Demon Slayer, Dr. Stone, uh, Hell's Paradise. That will be a good one. Uh, Mashal, of course, Eden Zero. Lots of good stuff coming here soon. I'm really excited for the upcoming shows. Uh, but, you know, still going into winter, you know, we'll still have Blue Lock, My Hero, and uh, Two Year Eternity. Yeah, those will still be going on for a, a little while. Oh, yeah. We're supposed to get solo leveling at some point next year. That's right. It is. We are, aren't we? Unless they change it. But last we heard, yeah, we should. We're supposedly supposed to get it sometime next year. Yeah, unless it gets changed. Which I'm super excited for that. Anyone that has not checked out solo leveling, you know, read the web novel or. Uh, check out the webtoon. Very good. Very excited for that one. But <coughs> Anyway, uh, let's get into some anime chats. Uh, I'll lead off with Chainsaw Man and hopefully not die in the process. I still got a cough from having the flu. Let me get a nice little drink of water here. Some water ASMR for everyone. There you go. Hope you, hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'll start off with Chainsaw Man. You know, it is kind of our title and thumbnail and everything. Uh, okay, so Chainsaw Man has wrapped up. Last episode was Chainsaw versus Katana. Um, it was a pretty sick episode, but the reason why I made the title was Chainsaw Man really that bad is that there there are a lot of people unhappy, I very mean, critically so unhappy. unhappy that there was an online petition put out yes. to redo the entire first season. Yeah, and it's just like I don't think it was that bad. Like I, a lot of people were talking about. Um, you know, just like how like the CGI was off. All right, look, the CGI in this was not that bad compared to what I've seen in others. You know, I, in the three episodes I watched of Dragon Quest, that was a lot worse than, <laughs> than, than the entire season of Chainsaw Man. I don't see where Chainsaw Man was really bad. I mean, like for someone who's read the series and knows just how horribly, unbelievably wacky this series is and just remembering what I do remember and the betrayals they did in, in this season, I thought it was done very well. I think there are multiple shots that were animated beautifully from manga panels to anime. You know, I talked at length about the whole hand thing with Makima where yeah. it's going back and forth between her hand movements, you know, cuts to it, you know, dude explodes, goes back to right where it left. I mean, there's so many shots that's been done, you know, been animated so beautifully when, you know, uh, Denji's going at it with the, uh, the devil that's in the hotel. That was all super cool. That was sick. Um, even in this last episode, um, you know, Chainsaw versus Katana, those two going at it the entire time. I thought everything about it looked sick. I thought the stuff with Aki going up against the ghost devil that uh, Hamino had, uh, he had to go up against that. There, there was so many different, like, symbolic shots in it. I don't see where it was done bad. Like, I, you know, there's a lot of people that are just, like, really hating on this, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if they're diehard Chainsaw Man fans or not. Like, I don't know what they necessarily expected, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, th I feel like MAPPA delivered. I don't see where this is bad. I thought it was a fun, stupid ride of a first season that you would expect at a Chainsaw Man. Everything that the tra the original trailer ever kind of, like, promised for hype, you know? Because the original trailer was awesome. Yeah. That was so good. Everything that trailer, like, promised for hype levels, I feel like the show delivered. Like, I, I don't know where it was bad, personally. And again, it's someone who's read the manga. Um, See, from my from what it sounds, it almost seems like the same situation when we got to the weirdness that was the, the last 
sets of chapters of Chainsaw Man when people were going, what the fuck is happening? And the other half of people was like, it's very obvious what's happening. <laughs> it's very obvious, but then you also question what the fuck is happening. Yes. You know, just because it's such, it's so wild and bizarre of the things that's happening. I mean, that's almost every... No, I'm talking about the people who are just like, well, it's very obvious this is happening because of this. And I'm just like, how the fuck did you get any of that out of this? (laughs) That's Chainsaw Man. That's Chainsaw Man. No, I mean, like, I I thought the season was really good. You know, I I enjoyed it. It was a a fun watch every single week. You know, you'd get a lot of laughs out of it, a lot of cool shots, great music. Uh, I thought character portrayals were... I thought the the, the voice actor for Denji did a phenomenal job at different different, uh, line deliveries. You know, like episode three when he was going up against the bat, whatever. He had this super sick music playing. He's slow walking up the hill. And he's like, I just want to grab some tits. You know, just like... the different the line deliveries that was done throughout the whole you know season I thought was super sick, including even this last episode where it came down to him and the katana on the subway, and the katana had already chopped off both of his arms. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, you've got none left. He's like, ah, oh, that's where you're wrong. I've got the chainsaw on my head. You know, and they go at it. They they jump at each other, and then uh, you know he breaks the chainsaw on his head, and he's just like, yeah, thanks for thanks for you know targeting my head, whatever. And you you know you see the chainsaw out of his leg where he sliced him in half, just like th- that whole you know delivery was done super well. Afterwards, when the guy you know you know kind of came back to life essentially because he's like dingy and then you know dingy's got him tied up and him and aki are talking like the whole interaction between them was delivered very well where you know dingy's like hey you know while we're waiting for authorities can come up you want to play a game you know whoever can kick him in the nuts and make him scream the loudest wins and aki's just like you know that's not what Hamino would want whatever and he's kind of sitting there and he stands up rolls his sleeves up he's like so what do i get if i win you know <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like you know they start kicking him in the they start kicking him in the nuts and it's like slow shots of them kicking him in the nuts like face shot face shot and just like everything about it was delivered so well from an actor you know perspective you know i just don't see where this first season was bad that I warrants really a petition any of the dub actors regardless what language also were able to have lots of fun with this series i hope so too the series is wacky <laughs> it's a wacky time man no there were so many shots throughout the throughout these last like couple episodes because we of course we were on a break for christmas yep. there were so many shots in these last two episodes that were done so well you know especially on the front of, with aki and kind of dealing with everything still post you know himino not being here anymore like when he fights the the ghost devil and he wins the fight because you know he's sitting there getting choked out by the ghost and then it just like cuts to black cuts back and he's just set he's just sitting there the other chick is confused and the ghost devil is just sitting there and you know the ghost devil just kind of reached out hands him a cigarette uh you know uh, from who he knows whatever and it has like a little writing on it and everything and then he starts kind of doing inner monologue to himself that you know, the the ghost devil is blind and can only see based on fear. So in that moment, he just stopped being afraid and he just like walked up it, <laughs> just walked up on it and sliced its head off real quick. There were so many shots that were done super well. Also, you know, I, I had some massive cringe moments because there was the spider fiend in this episode too. Oh, so yeah. So that, that was absolutely horrifying because we got the introduction to the angel yep. devil as well. So yeah, the spider fiend was absolutely brutally horrifying to me. I absolutely hated every single second of that. Zero out of ten. Um, but other than that, you know, I thought Chainsaw Man was dope, especially the last episode, the fight between him and Katana, super cool. There was also, I know it was in the manga, but, and I already saw people joke about it on Twitter, but as soon as it popped up, like, 
my perverted brain couldn't help but to laugh. But just like the moment where Makima uh, is talking to like all the, like the other mafia leaders and yeah. you know like the mafia leader and all of his boys, she's just sitting on the couch and it gets a nice out shot of her sitting on the couch and five dudes standing oh, behind God her. Oh, goddammit. And I just couldn't help but to laugh. Like, I already saw it beforehand, but the fact that that, that shot happened, you know, it just it, it still just made me laugh when it popped up. <laughs> well, there you go, Internet. And if you don't understand the reference, I mean, you can find it. You're, yeah, you It's can, a pretty common you one. E- you either can go find it or you're not old enough. It's one of the two. <laughs> anyway, that was also a super sick scene of where Makima is just like, it, you know, it, we already saw it, of course, with just the way that she delivered some previous lines, but just, like, further delivering just, like, how dangerous that she is. I mean, obviously, us as readers, we know, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, for someone who hasn't read the manga and is watching this, I can definitely see where this episode further drove the nail in the coffin of just how dangerous she is because like while she's sitting there trying to come to terms with this mafia boss trying to get all the names of all these people she's just like okay i also want the names of everyone in this family this family this 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 this, and he's just like are you out of your mind that would start a war and she just like hands out like she pulls out a little bag and he's just like what you give you know you give me some money for it that's not going to work she's like Oh no, look inside the bag. And she's like, you know, you know, everyone that's in here, family, friends, loved ones, children, uh, one of their eyes is in this bag. He's just like, what? He's like, yeah, just open the bag. He opens the bag and just a bunch of eyeballs all in the bag. It's just like, oh, but don't freak out. We have a guy within the, the, the safety division that can, uh, return them safely and implant them back. But, uh, I need those names. <laughs> like, like, dude, that's just horrifying, yeah. you know? And then there was one guy that was about to like, you know, behind the couch about to, you know, go to attack her, and she just just turns and stares at him. That's it. And he just stops. You see his nose start to bleed, and he just falls to the ground. So I, there were so many different things that was done so well in this first season, in this episode especially. Uh, you know, it was a good watch. I really enjoyed it. Well, that well now that's all I shall see when I catch up. That's all you need to see. <laughs> that's all you need to see is just Makima at the couch with all the bunch of, a bunch of dudes behind her. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Um, why don't you hit uh, Spy Family finale? This because this is the the finale of what they deem season one. Yes. You know, while I I have, have my disagreements on how curves work. I you know it's uh, this is the fi- finale of season one essentially how, what went, what went down because I forgot to watch it I so, thought I had everything watched coming in today forgot Spy Family this was a, this is actually one of the nice little moments in Spy Family because it's the first gathering of the scholars and everything and it's the thing of it's mostly following Damien and Anya initially because it's more or less Damien calling his older brother asking his older brother to if he'll ask their father to come see him <laughs> in the courtyard Anya more or less goes it's like I've given up on trying to get eight Stella stars yeah there's no chance it's happening <laughs> it's like I just need to try and get close to the day Damon boy and become friends get invited to his house and the whole th- their whole interaction I'm going stop following me and all the fun and then um Twilight watching the Gathering and everything as a just disguised as another teacher, watching all the gathering and whatnot, going to the whole explanation of nobody can get in because we've tried before and anyone who tries just gets caught. Leading more or less just showing the whole interactions and whatnot of how Damien feels towards his father of almost 
being slightly fearful of his father's and everything. And um, Anya loving Lloyd and all that fun stuff to the point she's like, I love my father, even if I'm scared to show him my test because they're low, I still show him regardless. (laughs) (laughs) With her awful scores. I feel that. (laughs) I feel that. Um, And more or less giving Damien the courage to go and wait for his father, for his father to show up. Um, Lloyd using Anya's keychain she bought in the previous episode with Becky as a ploy to get himself to introduce himself to uh, Desmond. So their introduction did happen this season. The first ever shot of actually seeing Desmond besides just pictures pictures and whatnot. Yeah. We actually get to see Desmond and Lloyd actually meeting Desmond. Okay. And getting that whole entertaining standoff of... So wait, I, I might be like two episodes back. Did we get the date? No. Damn it. Well, at least we got the meeting, though. We did not get that in this. What we got was... Uh, Maybe next season. You're just filling in fear here and Lloyd trying to be all Twilight. And, okay. Because him doing the whole... The previous episode was him being like, oh, does your actually have fellings for me? You can do this, Twilight. You've hooked up with women all the time. <laughs> and I'm just going, Yor, I've been wanting to tell you this all this time that I've been starting to feel and we feel like we should... <laughs> Clock. <laughs> just straight fucking kick to the chin and him just <laughs> landing on his feet. <laughs> That's great. But at least we got the introduction of those two, though. We've been waiting on that meeting. <clears throat> yes. Know, that, that's, that's a pretty important point in the series. Yes, because even in the manga, this is still the only time we've ever seen Desmond. Yeah. Is this moment of him coming to meet his son, Damien. Right now we're talking about Spy Family. Yeah. And um, Lloyd just happening to be there. Right. To apologize for Anya clocking the shit on Desmond or Damien, not <laughs> yeah, Desmond. Yeah. And um, seeing Desmond's interactions with his son of just him having that sort almost similar like Twilight style of he can act friendly and whatnot in his situation, but whenever Damien was saying stuff, he would just sort of, his eyes would go cold and sort of just huff out and Damien would become very meek and mellow and just... We more or less just got the whole interaction and verbal conversation between Lloyd and Desmond and Desmond sort of being like gaining knowledge of who Lloyd is. Right. And Lloyd more or less being like, well, that's good enough. Time to peace out. Yeah, it's like, all right, did my part for the day. (laughs) And then just seeing uh, Damien's interaction with his own father versus Anya and Lloyd and things like that. And just like how different they are. Yeah. Like the contrast. The blood relation and father-son versus the adopted. Right. Adopted. Um, Anya and Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Overall, it was very well done. Um, nice way to cap off the season, you think? For what we got, yeah. Okay. All right. Wish we would have got the date, but, you know, the meeting is a very important moment, yes. so that makes sense why that was the ending. Hopefully, the next season starts with the date. <laughs> I doubt it will. I know. I know. I just want the date. The date was so funny. <laughs> that was some of my favorite. That was, that was some great chapters. Um, uh, so I'll hit the bleach finale. So with the whole bleach finale, right? You know, the last couple episodes was a lot of backstory because at this point, you know, Ichigo has already gotten kicked out of the, the palace area, whatever, right. For basically being a little shit, uh, naturally. 
so he's already kind of gotten kicked out, and now he's been having a conversation with his dad where his dad basically gave him his backstory, his mom's backstory, that his mom's a Quincy, everything that happened between them, how they met, how she actually died, the whole the whole story, like their whole basically the curse that they have where their their souls are intertwined with each other, everything of the sort, right? So like, you know, which is such a weird which was such a weird thing to kind of go into watching it for the first time for me where it was like, you know, Orhara's talking, it's like, yeah, so, you know, she right now she's part, like, Quincy and Hollow, and you're, like, part Soul Reaper and human, so, like, we need the two to mash together. It's like, what? <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes sense, but what? <laughs> like, okay. You're telling me to hook up with your mother? <laughs> like, uh, I, I just thought it was weird the way it was described about, like, whenever she got, like, infected with the Hollow, which, the, you know, the Hollow is basically a creation of like other soul reapers yeah that uh eisen made so you know getting that whole like basically full circle moment of like the hollow that's inside of ichigo it's this same hollow you know finding out also you know uh zangetsu who he actually is which my dumbass brain has never pieced the two together really never pieced the two together cool like, so that was a really interesting, like, reveal for me, not reading the manga, where I'm just like, oh, shit, they do like, they do look similar, don't they? Yep. <laughs> I never noticed. So finding out that Zengetsu, whatever, is basically, um, you know, our, our main antagonist, the mm-hmm. king of the Quincy's, but, like, from a thousand years prior, right? So he's not the current one, and it's, it, it points out just like, well, yeah, each, you know, each go, you, you know, you knew exactly where to go. You knew that was the enemy, right? It just felt familiar, right? You know, and pointing out that, like, he's actually, you know, Zengensu is the, is the Quincy powers within Ichigo, and, you know, um, Asuchi, I think is what they, what they named him, was the hollow. It's like, he was your hollow powers, and every single time, you know, you were fighting, it would be the hollow, not me. I was holding your powers back. I was making you weaker, you know, so it was just like a very interesting reveal, all this leading up to, of course, him getting his new Bankai, which is two swords, one for basically each form of the powers. And, you know, I thought it was a super sick way to end this part one of this thousand year blood war because it just puts it on a really capped like hype note of our main character getting this super cool power up to Bankai where every, you know everyone that was there with him was like two what nani you know everyone was just confused yeah. about it and stuff um you know i thought it was just a good way to cap it off but i do also want to further bitch about something that i've bitched about all season long and i even messaged diaz about this again and he's on the same boat with me, where he's just like, I don't fucking know how they get it. How the fuck they pronounce this main antagonist's name, I don't know how you get that from his name. I just don't. Because, like, the way they say it, because like, he's said it multiple times in this episode, and I'm just sitting there listening to it, I'm like, how do you get that from the way you spell it? I'm stupid, I know. But how do you, because they pronounce this like, uh, I think it's like, you haba haba. I think it's how they pronounce it. I'm not, that's, that's how, because, like, it's said multiple times, like, it's like, oh, are you actually you haba haba? And I'm like, how do you get that from the way you spell it? I don't get it. I would assume through the kanji, how it's written in kanji versus. That would be my only guess. Like, I even I, I, went, I took the name and I went and translated it, whatever you know, to Japanese to see the Jap, you know, Japanese. And even reading that, I'm like, how? Like, I don't understand. And Diaz is like, yeah, man, I don't get it either. 
Like, I know I'm stupid. I've always owned up to this. All right. It's just a known thing about me. I'm especially bad with names. Hence why, you know, on our script that you can't see, I've got names for all these characters. I don't forget their name. That's a much more interesting villain name, though. But yeah, Yahaba Haba. Yeah, it's like, you, like Yahaba Haba is basically how it's pronounced. Now I'm only going to see him with Jabba the Hutt's face now. Basically. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know how, how, you, how you get that out of it. But again, I'm stupid, and I acknowledge that. Uh, and then uh, the season ended with um, the, nice, the, you know, the nice cherry on top, right? You know, it's like going to an MCU movie and getting that post credit scene. You know, just the nice little cherry to get, your, get yourself out of there or whatever. Of, you know, you haba haba, you know, in his throne room sitting there. You see feet walking up to him and he's just like, ah, yeah, finally you're here, whatever, blah, blah. It's like, welcome, my son. And then it's uh, Uru, Uru. So the nice cherry on top. You know, since he is the king of all well, Quincy's. No, I actually just had another thought. <clears throat> eh, I guess it technically wouldn't be spoilers since the series has been out. Yeah, it's been that's the that's the bridge that I've danced this entire season. Is what can I say? But then I have to keep remembering. Oh yeah, this is all like you know, ten years old. <laughs> I for, I forget at this point. Have they shown Ichigo's father? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, like, it, you know, they've already shown him, like, in you know, even in the old anime, because he helped prepare Ichigo for the fight with Aizen. Okay. He, yeah, so he was already shown then. See, as a I didn't Reaper. remember that. I couldn't yeah. remember where that stat. Because uh, his dad was the one that basically held them within that, um, whatever that realm is called, where they're yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. His dad was the one that held him there, so I Ichigo could prepare for Aizen. I couldn't remember where it happened. Yeah, so yeah, th th and that's what this backstory was. You know, these past two episodes was uh, his dad telling Ichigo the full story of when he was the tenth captain. You know how he met the, his mother, and his mother. Be yeah, that was all these past two episodes. Yeah. yeah. So the you know, like I said, the nice cherry on top is that uh, you know Uryu now is gone with Yu Haba Haba. Uh, so that was just a nice cherry on top. So his name's like Uru Haba Haba. Uru Haba Haba. Yeah, something like that. That's what we're gonna go with. All right. I just don't know how you pronounce it, man. I, like I said, I know I'm stupid. I hope I own up to that. I just don't get how you like. I I see that name and I I think of like you hawk, like you you walk or something like that. That's how I would probably pronounce it, but butcher it. But that's what how I would do it. Uh, but either way, that's just me really really nitpicking. But either way, this first season of uh, this first part of the Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. Super it was it was awesome. Loved every second of it. Especially, you know, once we got to those those portions of things that are now completely new to me and I'm I'm still choosing not to go read the manga. You know, I'm I'm wanting to experience this all firsthand, especially knowing that um uh, that there's going to be original scenes in the anime to further expand on yes. St stuff that he that he wanted to do but just couldn't do because of like his health at the time and just wanting to quickly finish Bleach, you know, and quickly being kind of forced to finish Bleach from Shonen Jump just because of where it was at the time. So there's gonna be a lot of original scenes. Uh, so getting to experience everything for the first time is cool. I've said it before. It's cool. I enjoy it. Uh, all right, where do we want to go from here? Do you want to? I say let's end with like My Hero and Bleach. Uh, so do you want to hit? Um, or no, I'm sorry, My Hero and Blue Lock. Okay, sorry, My Hero and Blue Lock. I say let's end with those. I think those will be some good endpoints. So how about you hit to your eternity in Gundam? How are how are because Gundam? Well, let's start with Gundam because Gundam's about to end. You yes. only, you only got an episode left. So yes. how, how are we looking for this season? So it's at an interesting point. So more or less at this point, they've traveled to plants. I forget what the 
place is called. It's like plant something. They literally, whenever they say, they say plant. It's either plant or planet, yada, yada. Right. More or less, this episode was very much just showing the um, goings on behind of the current plan to assassinate the leader of the um, corporation and whatnot that everyone's under. As well as this uh, other side of it, still showing Saleta more or less trying to find a spot for herself <laughs> after the depression that was the previous episode of her and everything of just people doing things and her just she's trying to be helpful because she feels like she's useless and everyone thinks she's useless. So she's like, whenever they get to the planet, the lady supervisor lady who's working with them. From one of the other companies like hey can someone take this from me so i can and get this so let goes to offer she's trying to move it she accidentally unstraps it <clears throat> cargo starts flying out she gets jumps up on it tries it and right at the same time one of the other people's just like just happens to say useless and she reacts poorly to that and she's like this app is useless i don't know why we're even using it and everything and just moments like that are happening and where like even when like they get lunch. She helps bring his brings it in and everything, and just um, they open it up, and she goes to reach. Someone else reaches for it, and then she's just like, "Oh no, you have it." He's like, "Well, you reach for it. no, you have it." Full bowing, he's like, "Okay, well, if you insist." He, <laughs> he he grabs it, and everyone grabs stuff. And whenever she she sees um, Choo Choo, and she's like, oh, "Are you gonna eat that?" No, I'm taking it to the bridge. One for me, two for the others. Nico. She's like, do you want to take it? No, no, I need to be useful and everything. And be she, useful. <laughs> well, yeah, because she's still feel that. she's still feeling depressed after everything. When she turns back to the box to the box with all the lunches, there's none left, and she just sort of goes into depression. Like, oh, I guess I miscounted. And she goes into a bathroom stall with just a bottle of water. She's like, I guess this is lunch. And then we have a moment where two of the other people is just like. One of the other girls has grabbed an extra one to give to somebody, and he's just like, oh, I already got one. She's like, oh. just She just happened to accidentally grab another one, thinking he didn't have one, and not realizing she put Saleta in a further spiral down into fucking depression. <laughs> um, We have a moment with Mirene and Nico where Nico's just like, you going to talk to Saleta? And she's like, why do I need to talk to Saleta? like, you need to talk to her. Not everyone can be like you and just move and just be super confident. She's like, go talk to Saleta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they have that whole moment. Uh, we have another mother with Saleta where she calls her mother, and she's like, where she more or less tells her mother everything and just how she feels and everything, and she's afraid of everyone and everything and like and whatnot. And her mother's just like, come to this dock. Me and Ariel will be here. Come see us. She's like, okay. And she opens the door. And Mirene is right there on the other side of the bathroom. She's like, it's just like, uh, shh. <laughs> I was like, I heard everything. Open up, damn it. If you want to say something, say it to me. And we have a nice moment of, um, after all, after Mirene has heard all this, how Stiletto feels, we have this nice chase moment where Stiletto's running away from Mirene. Mirene is chasing her. We have this nice moment of, where Mirene eventually cat- tricks her in, to catch her, and she's like, if you have something to say, say it, and all this stuff, and more or less having this reconvening moment between the two of them because they haven't been communicating. Right. So that it hasn't been communicating how she's 
the bowling depression. Mirna hasn't been communicating to Sled that she does trust her. And more like, I want you to rely on me. And they have this nice moment where they're hugging together and whatnot and all this stuff. And then the group from Earth attacks the place and straight up just starts cutting place, cut laser cutting pieces of the building apart to get to their target, which is the guy. Right. So we're about to, we're getting some like climax, you know, in game, yes. like we're about to have some heavy mech fights go down. Yes. And the whole thing was That's what we're here one for. of the two female pilots that was having to be watching Saleta's video of where she wrecked um, Pretty Boy's group of six. She more or less becomes an admirer for Saleta, wants to meet Saleta. And it ends off with Saleta and Mirna being cut off by the hatches dropping because the, they happen to be part of the area that's been cut apart where Mirna's father is. And the girl's looking in the window and she just sees Saleta there. She's like, Saleta Mercury, we, f- we get to meet. <laughs> Just she straight up wants to fight Saleta. She has a hard boner for Saleta, <laughs> like full on. <laughs> so yeah, next episode should be interesting. Just cl- close things out with like some epic fight. That's what we're gonna see. Yeah, and then you saw that the next part comes out what summer? Summer. Okay. There's well. gonna be a second season. So, well, I'm gonna watch. Uh, I'm gonna watch this first season before then because summer's not as packed. Because I really wanted to watch the show this season. It's been good. I really wanted to watch it, but there's so many other things that <laughs> that's been going on. We had to split it up somehow. There was no way everything was gonna make the cut for me. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, what about two year eternity? So <clears throat> two year eternity has more or less been a bunch of setup. So in the previous episode, we got the um. Him going to the city where the church is, dealing with all that, the Nokers, more of this, them taking, more or less provoking Fushi, taking some of his people, him learning that he can make more, but he's, he's starting to really figure out his creation power. Okay, so he, he's starting to kind of figure things out then. Yes. Because Bond already knew. Bond figured it out that Fushi essentially could revive people. Yes, Bond, no, but he yeah. hasn't gotten into that. Fushi hasn't yeah. gotten to that point. Okay, so he hasn't gotten but he's, he's slowly figuring things out, though. Yeah, okay. more or less spreading his awareness is right, what he's starting yeah, to do. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And more or less, he gets the challenge from the Nogers, like, I forget the name of the city, but we're going to hit this city in a year. Right. And more or less sets up where Fushi gets left on this area with a ship because he's trying to build his awareness of making bigger objects because anything part of that object he becomes aware of. Mm-hmm. And then Bond's going out and doing his polit- politics stuff, meeting the princess of that city. Um, Kohaku's doing Kohaku things. I'm gonna be honest; I never really explained what the hell Kohaku goes and fucks off and does for a while. Well, that's how it was in the manga too, though. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He, Kohaku just straight up just fucks off. He just fucks off and goes does, <laughs> yeah. and does something. No, no, no one knows where he went. <laughs> um, well, he's helping Bond in some yeah, way. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And more or less, um, and then the episode we're currently on the this week we get to see Fushi. We get Echo. Okay, she's finally a thing. Cool. And the clay people. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> which completely makes sense. They're called the clay pot people because they can only communicate through the clay pots that they spend their entire life building and making bigger and having mud inside of it. Right. It's a whole thing. Um, so Fushi abducts and adopts Echo. Okay. With um, all that fun stuff, Fushi begins to become a tree man um, by spreading vines of whatnot through the ship and Straight up creating a forest. Yeah, yeah. Where Bon and Kohaku's Kohaku's just like, 
Mon more or less forces Bond to come with him. He's like, we haven't heard from Fushi in two weeks. We need to go check on him. And they're just like, was this force always this big? And they find Fushi caught up in his branches with just a mouth and a body hanging down from it. <laughs> and they're just like, do you not? Have you, are you just there? He's like, yeah, I'm just here. What about food? Well, I can just do this. He's like, what's that smell? He's like, well, I've sort of just been up here. So you've just been going there? He's like, yeah, sorry. I'll create a new one. Create a new what? Goes down. He creates a new body and just switches to it. And he's like, well, that's not creepy at all. And he's like, so what about the other body? I don't know. Yeah, no, I could just go to the other body as long as connected. <laughs> so he now has learned that he can just body shift whenever. Yeah, he's he's continuing he, he's continuing to just kind of figure out what he can do. Yeah, how far he can go. Just how stupidly broken he actually is. Yeah, and he reveals that he's managed to make an area of his own that's three kilometers wide. Um, and more or less, it sets up with him going to the city with Kohaku Bon goes to do more political crap. And finishes off with uh, Fushi, Kohaku, and Echo entering the city. Okay. And then more or less Bond going like, I'm going to find allies, find more immortals like you, and bring them to the city within a, before the year is up. Okay. So we're halfway through with this season two. Yes. One question that I have for you, because like this was like, really felt like the theme of season one, right? Because all me, you, and Josh could all very much agree that season one was nothing but pain, <laughs> especially for the first oh, yeah. half. Just pain, nonstop. Does this season carry that same theme? Because obviously you you said here on the show that you cried on like episode two. Well, the only one but, that was painful was when Tonery died. Yeah. That was the only painful. The rest of this has been sort of just Fushi more or less becoming more aware of what he means to the world and everything like that, what people perceive him as and what he can do and how others see him with the church. Him more or less getting more in his mind of, I have these powers and abilities that I need to save people. I need to be the one to save people. And him just right. sort of dealing with that uh, inner turmoil of just he's not able to save people. Because we see that in the previous episode with the whole city being attacked and him, people dying and him not being able to save everyone from the no career attack. Mm -hmm. And him getting frustrated when he loses... Uh, the forms of other people and him just rushing off to go fall right into an ogre trap in the swamp where they take another form from him and more or less Bond going, you need to stop this. The in Bond sort of slipping. He's like, the people, you're, the people who are with you are yelling at me to tell you to stop. And Fushi look at him and we're like, shit. Right. But him not fully revealing. And that episode actually ended with a nice shot of Fushi on the ship and we get a, him sitting, we got the shot of him sitting on the, edge of the ship and we get tonery march gugu the fucking bear all sitting with him oh that's that's a nice shot it was a nice shot at the end in that episode on but um so like episode like the season one theme like we can both agree is like a, the theming is like pain suffering more or and, less and fushi just, and this one's more about growth yes fushi more or less becoming a person in the first one and all the people that help actually bring him to consciousness and make him an actual person and not yeah. just a thing and this what this season has definitely been more of a thing of him getting a goal, more or less growth of who he is, accepting that he is some being and that he has a responsibility to try and save people and whatnot and him getting his goals and whatnot. And now we're in the city and we're going to get the war 
And I'm really just looking, I'm honestly at this point just really looking for the payoff. Right. That is when, as I like to call it, Fushi becomes just straight up Jesus. He, 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 it's true. He straight up just starts <laughs> going, he becomes Oprah, just like, now you and you and you. Yeah, that's that's basically what happens. Because <laughs> I'm looking for that payoff so badly right now. Right. You with with everything that's happened throughout season one and now season two, you feel the desire to see that payoff. Yes. Yeah. It's it's a long road with this series. And just seeing it animated. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. And then after that, we'll see. <laughs> Me and you are still very much. On We're the on fence. the fence of the next part. Yeah. The next part. There's one really good part, which is gonna if they go hard on it, is gonna be super creepy, but also very awesome. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're very iffy on after the war stuff. We need to end up just getting, we need to end up picking it back up and see where it's at. I am kind of curious what's happening right now. It's been a fucking while since we've read it. It was sort of, it seemed like it was trying to wrap up. If that's what it felt like, but we have never seen any confirmation that it's actually, yeah. so I don't know. Uh, let's hit, uh, let's hit Blue Lock. We'll finish off with my hero. So Blue Lock, episode 12, uh, we're setting up for the second selection, you know. Um, well, it's Fully into it. Yeah, fully into it. That's what I mean. Um, you know, Isagagi, whatever, is, you know, has now stepped up into the plate where he's now in a room with, you know, with like a hologram. And he's got blue Lockman. Yeah, Blue Lockman's got to score 100 goals. So the one thing that I very much enjoyed about this first portion of the episode, because like when I, when I, when, it, when we came in here and like it, got, it kind of set the, 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 the groundwork that, oh, this is going to be really hard, I was so worried that it was going to drag it out hardcore of him just trying to get the first few goals. I was so... Like, please well, don't... It, it didn't even do that in the manga, though. I, see, I didn't read this. Yeah, I didn't read oh, this Oh, that's far. right. You said you just I got, got to... Yeah, I got to where, where everyone came in The big reveal of, yes. like... By the way, there was no other block to block yeah, five. Yeah, exactly. I made you all feel like shit. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, you know, when I got in here, that was my first concern is, please don't drag it out for 15 minutes of him trying to score one fucking goal. No. So I'm really thankful that the pacing of the story was very quick paced of where, you know, obviously he was having some trouble, but it was then more or less, quickly figured it out. It was more like 10 minutes of him doing all 100 goals. Yeah, exactly. Quickly figuring it out to get the first, like, you know, boom, boom, boom. Oh, you know, he's got 10 goals. Now he's got 20 goals. Now he's got 30 goals. So, I, like, when that happened, I'm like, oh, thank God. And then the, it adds in the extra defenders. Yeah, exactly. Because I was really worried, like, when this came in, I'm like, man, this is going to be the full episode, isn't it? We're going to be in here for the full 23 minutes oh, of him shit. trying to score if 100 goals. Read, you're in for a treat the next episode or two, then. Okay. I'm pumped for the next episode or two. Because, you know, like I said, you, know, you, didn't, you didn't know the trio he was going to form then. No, I didn't. You know, I, you know, once once he got into the next room, you know, I can put the pieces together. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I've watched enough anime where you can read the room and kind of figure things out. Like, you know, because I'm sitting there wondering. It's like, okay, so him and, you know, Batria or whatever, they're going to form a team. Okay, that makes sense. It's like, then they're sitting there trying to debate. It's like, oh, should we get Chigiri or uh, Kunigami? And I'm just like, oh, they're going to get neither, aren't they? They're going to get like, you know... Um, like a Nagi. Yeah, they're going to get Nagi, aren't they? Like, that's what's going to happen. Because you know it's not going to be Rio. You know they're not going to be yeah. paired with him. Because I was either thinking it's going to be Nagi or um, uh, who is who is the the other uh, like top-notch scorer in their building? Baro? Baro. I thought it was going to be Baro or, or Nagi, one of the two. Well, that's a thing, but okay. Yeah, see, I, that's, that's, that was my thought whenever they were trying to debate on like, oh, we'll just take the first one that comes back. I'm like, oh, it's going to be neither, isn't it? That's when Nagi comes up. She's like, I want to play with you guys. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a, that was a great moment in the manga where Nagi, and they did it really well where Nagi just walks. It's like, 
I want to play with you, Isagi. Join our team, Isagi. And Isagi's like, yeah, no, I'm going to team up with Batra. And then Nagi just yeah. straight goes, all right, then let me join your team. And Ryo's like, what? what? It's like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> that was a great moment in the manga just of just how... Just an interesting character development for Nagi of what we little know of him went from of him going from really not caring during that first selection yeah, yeah. to that one game of him just going, so this is what defeat feels like to him go straight up going and the very next session going, he's the one who beat me. He's the one that got me pumped. I want to play with him. Yeah. And also Nagi like not being, I don't know if it's one of those things of not being completely aware that Rio's just completely devastated or just not giving a fuck because he wants to follow that 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 feeling that he has. Yeah, it's more or less him just not, it's more or less him seeing that this is to help achieve him and Rio's goal Yeah, and him not really getting that Rio's hurt by this because he's just like. He's so butthurt. Because even, <laughs> he's so even when he's walking away with the Bachira and Isagi, he's just like. I'll see. I'll be see you on the other end. I'll be waiting for you, and you see Rio sulking in the corner. And him just like, <laughs> there's not a question that we're going to become the best, Rio. But this is just a stepping stone in yeah. his mind. Yeah, and Rio yeah. just being like, and which I'm um, just to throw it out there. Rio has a nice moment at two in, in this whole selection of him okay. as well. Does he pair with Kunigami and Chigiri? Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Once Kunigami and Chigiri came to the rooms, like, yeah, I asked around. Apparently, Isagi and Nabacha formed a team with Nagi and went on ahead, and they're just like, so they fucking left us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that pisses me off. It's like, you know what I'm thinking? I think I know what you're thinking. Let's team up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> it, it goes into, there is some very interesting, because like, with this whole pickup thing of how the game is set up, and just yeah, yeah. how if you win, you take a member from the other team, and if you lose, you go down. Right. And then it carries on where if you win, you then pick up another. It makes for some very, we get some very interesting combinations in the second selection and some very interesting matches with this pickup style they do. Right. Which I'm looking forward to seeing. Cause I mean, like, literally the first matchup we're going to get to see is the the top three new ranks because we did get new yes. ranks in the episode so like the the first team that's already you know been formed is one two three of the top ranks and then you know Iskagi's 15 uh Botcher, i think is like 17 17 and then nagi is seven yes so you know right off the bat our first matchup is going to be with the top three players because like you know the one you know um ego when he popped back up is like it doesn't matter who you go up against you know it's you, you know, as long as both teams agree it doesn't really matter and it's for nagi you know he apologized to the other two he's like sorry nagi sorry botcher and he steps up he's like i want to play you well so, ego more or less goes through yeah. things things like ego had a lot of great moments in yeah. this he's just especially like, the very beginning with the training where she's breaking down how super advanced she it is and she's just like i'm gonna set it to you straight we're out of funds and he's like Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ego. <laughs> well, he more or less sets it up just like, you can play whoever, but keep in mind you're forming a team. So yeah, consider choosing people you actually want on a team. Yeah, Or yeah. you could do the thing of choosing people who are weaker than you and all that fun stuff to progress. Because he's like, all you got to do is form a team of five and reach the end and you're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, the, you know, the next episode with this matchup of these top players, it's obviously one of the top players is, uh, like, the younger brother of, uh, like, of the... That, the redhead guy yeah, we saw in, like, episode two. Something, Rin, I think, uh, whatever his name yes. is. Yeah, he's, like, some top-tier midfielder for whatever team. And now this... Well, the, no, his... Say is the top midfielder. Rin is the actual guy in Blue Lock. Okay, so it's... Uh, it's um, the name is uh, Itoshi. 
Yeah. Yeah. Itoshi is their is their surname then. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know the one in Blue Lock. You know his parent, his sole goal. You got a little is to crush his brother. Yeah. We got like some Sasuke vibes going on here, of where it's like he just wants to completely just crush his brother. I I'd imagine like we're gonna get to dive more into it where he, like his brother was so great as a kid and he was overlooked the whole time or something. You know, I, I the, imagine that will probably be you something. You know, by chapter hundred that I've reached to, it still hasn't addressed that. So. Oh, well, that's just my assumption then. Yeah. <laughs> that's my assumption, is that the older brother was so great and you know, the parents just focused on him and the younger brother was just shafted the whole time. But no, this 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 team of the top three, though, I'm really excited to watch them play. They're very entertaining. Because like you have like the number one player, Itoshi Rin, who's like super serious, just wants to crush his brother. He's like He views Blue Lock as a massive stepping stone to help get him to the, uh, the, the U-20s team, whatever. And then you have the second, who's like, just wants to be, you know, obviously like a, a great... He is fabulous. Yeah, he's fabulous. That's well, the glamorous. Thing. Glamorous, yes. And then you have the third one who's like super self-conscious about himself. And he's just like, oh man, if I lose here, I get knocked out. No one's going to... I'm, I'm going to get knocked out of this team. And then no one's going to pick me on the next team. I'm going to get kicked out of blue luck. And he's like, he's like, you're the number three ranked player. Like, like what are you going to look like when you're on the field? You know? So I'm excited Their to see Their team him. is a trip. I'm excited to see it because that should be literally the next episode, right? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm pumped. And the whole base thing is it's three on three. Whoever scores five goals first wins. Okay. And then same thing with all the other sessions. And the 2v2, whoever <laughs> scores five goals wins. 4v4, five goals win. <coughs> okay, okay. I, I got to say, I've never been big into sports series, but this one has been so damn good. Yeah, second selection is going to be very entertaining because as I said, from what I've read, we get some very interesting combinations. Right. I, you know, and, you know, to kind of follow up on that, though, like if you've never checked out a sports series either and maybe you, you're kind of curious, I'd recommend checking out Blue Lock as a good entry point. Because here's the thing. It's not only been a good entry point for me it's so far. It's not a traditional sports series, though. <laughs> yeah, it's not. But it's still like an entry point, I feel like. Yeah, it is. Because, like, I mean, I don't even like soccer, IRL. I mean, it's just a, it's a sport. It happens. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I personally would not put it as an entry point just because it is so un, non-traditional for a sports series. So if you go to that and then try and go to any other sports one, you may lose interest very quickly. Okay. All right. That's fair. It's been a good entry point for me. We'll see where I go from here. We'll see where I go shield? from here. Huh? Did you ever read Eye Shield? I picked it back up, but I have, I need to continue it. Okay. I need to actually finish that, considering it's the one you know popular manga on a sport that I actually really really love. I got a show for it, of course, yeah. Doctor Terrible Football Show. See, so yeah, I need I need to end up finishing Eye Shield. But all right, let's finish off anime chats here uh, with my hero season six episode thirteen or one twenty six overall. Um, okay, so I, I feel like Mister Compress got shafted. I, I feel like he did too. I feel like his big moment wasn't you know so there was something that was done in this episode i already kind of teased it earlier that i wanted to chat about it there was something done in this episode that i thought was done beautifully like oh that's such that's such a great idea i love that that's such a great idea but then like there were so many other things about this episode that i just i i have not had any complaints with this season so far like, like a lot of people have i've yeah. thought, thought the season's been done pretty well i thought the pacing for a couple things been done well you know like we you know we praised how the one episode literally opened with uh Azua cutting his leg off and it really paced it to the extent of there was no time to think about this you know so like there's been a lot of pacing that's been done really well with this season but this is the first time where i felt like Okay, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm kind of upset with how this was handled. And one was like uh, Mr. Compress. I feel like his 
I feel like everything involving him, his story, his big, you know, save the day scenario was yeah. so much better in the manga was. than what we got. But my absolute biggest fucking complaint. And when I mentioned it to Diaz that it, like I, I, I told him that was my biggest complaint of this season, he's just like, for real? Uh was the you know, introduction to Mirio being back into the fold, right? Yeah. Because, like, I, I sent him screenshots of that chapter, right, of when it happened, and the whole scene that's in the anime of him saving Burning, it was in the manga, but it was, like, literally a couple small panels, and the only thing you see is a little bit of white punching the Nomu. You don't see anything else. So as a reader, because as we as we saw, experienced when we rated that chapter, that was an easy 10 for me. Yeah. I think it was even, if I, if I remember correctly, me hyping it up was even one of our preview clips of that episode Probably. whenever I did preview clips. Because it's like you didn't see it coming. You just didn't. So like the fact that, that in the anime they went the extra mile to actually actively show him, not his face, but his suit. You obviously know yeah. who the fuck it is. Saving Burning... Bro, it took away from his reveal so hardcore to me. Like, because, like, the reveal in the manga... Because, yeah, we all only we got that just streak of someone saved Burning, and that was it. Yes. And it carried on. Yes. And then we got the weird reveal of him just face showing up. Yes. Which I had completely forgotten. Like, here, I, I still have it screenshotted. So, like, I'll, I'll hold up the camera the best I can, right? So that right there at the bottom, that is the most that you get of him saving Burning. That's it. Right, and then literally his next his actual reveal is just his face coming out of the ground, like that. Like, dude, that reveal it caught you off guard so bad in the chapter because, like, after the burning thing, like next page, boom, we're back to blue yeah. best genius. We're back to what's going on. So, like, I don't know, man. Like, it, when I when I saw that for this episode of Mirio, like actively, you see him, you see the the number across the chest, there, you see him saving him. I'm like, really? You're going to take away from that incredible reveal? Well, like, it's so stupid. The thing with me, though, is if I had remembered that, because I completely forgot about yeah, that whole thing, <laughs> um, I would have sort of seen coming with just how they revealed Blue Genus as well. Right. Because they sort of cucked Blue Genus's reveal as they well. They did, yeah. Because in the original manga... All we got was... The wires. Was the wires in the cargo ship. And Unless you knew what that was, thanks to vigilantes, you wouldn't have known. Yeah. Yeah. And just somebody talking with the cruise ship on the plane, and then yep. Blue Genius's actual reveal is when he comes falling from the fucking sky with those spools. Yes. Like, you just see the wire hit Do you know, hit Dobby or Toya. You see the wires everywhere, and then you see Best Genius. Like, Best Genius is officially back on the job as of today. That was his reveal. Yeah. So the fact, like, with his reveal, you see all the wires, and you actively see his body standing there. With his big-ass belt buckle with BJ on it. Love that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Like, like... Those reveals both got I think shafted they, the, so yeah, bad. Yeah, the reveals have been done dirty. Like, I'm so upset about Muriel's reveal getting done the way that it was. Because that was one of the best fucking chapters of that entire arc for me. So that completely upset me. But where they did right with this episode, because this episode was like the cap off, right, for really the war. The yes. war is now on a postponement. So when it comes to this war, you know, it it ultimately came into it came as a stalemate, right? You know, he, villain, villains are leaving, heroes got to pick up the pieces. It's it's a stalemate, you know, at first glance, but then really, nah, man, this is a complete villain's W because like society 
is well, lost faith in heroes. It's right? going to go further into the next episode. Ex- exactly. Like they've lost faith in heroes. So this is a villain's W. So one thing that I loved is I absolutely loved the inclusion of Mike Yu in this episode going around showing the heroes lost. Like Mike Yu has only been played like, you know, Deku versus Overhaul, super cool moment, or, you know, Deku and Bakugo versus Nine in the movie, super cool moment. Oh, right? was that the music that Yeah, played? yeah, the music. Oh. The, the, <laughs> the okay. inclusion of Might You, like such a great track that's only been included to like super emotional winning moments, you know, but including it here in the sense of we've lost and you're going around and you're seeing everyone where they've lost. You see, you know, Mount Lady knocked out. You see, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the wood guy's name, but you see him knocked out. Kamui? Was that his, is that his I actual? Think it's, I think that's literally his name. Well, is Kamui. Well, what's his hero name? Like Arbor something, maybe? I don't remember. Either way, you see the wood guy. All you see is the mask of Midnight. Well, no, it actually straight up showed Midnight's body. Oh, did it? I only, yeah. saw, I only thought it showed the mask. Oh, it straight up showed her body. Okay. Well, you know, you're going around the, the room. You see, in, you see Hawks again, you know, knocked out. You see Endeavor knocked out after he, you know, did a quick uppercut to... Um, uh, Machia. Machia, thank you. Like, just the inclusion of that song for this episode in a losing situation, I thought was a beautiful touch. I really did, because I love that song. And that song being used in the ways that it has prior only twice, and now using it, I, I just thought it was, I thought it was well done because like you play the music and you're going around showing all of the losses where everyone has lost. Uh, so I thought that was a really, I thought that was a, a very nice cherry to this episode, cherry on top. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I agree that that moment was good, but I feel like you're getting the takeaway from just the knowledge of what happens because I mean from a anime only viewer yes you could still see it as a loss but at the same time I feel like it was a interesting moment because when it started was when um Deku was knocked away yeah yeah and because like it still hasn't really revealed at this point in the anime of the aftermath of everything it hints at it with the preview for the next episode but you are you and me already have all the knowledge of the right, aftermath yeah. and whatnot. But at this point in the anime, the aftermath has not really been shown. All we've really gotten was from a couple of episodes where people were just like you started seeing people's judgment change based on Dobby's reveal and everything. So I feel from that moment, it was still a very well done moment, but it was sort of another I feel like it was done better more as a point of resignation and of just the carnage that is everything shown yeah, because yeah. it did sort of start. It started when Deku was cut off when he was trying to chase them down yep. and everything. And then it did go through all the sort of battlefields of the heroes that have been left on the battlefield. It showed mountain lady, Kamui, midnight um, showed. Um, then it also had moments where it showed people cause it showed Hawks and being at the camp. Then, um, What's her name? Because it also showed the the uh, students also running around and doing stuff. Yeah, helping out. Yeah, because I had two moments for that. I had the moment where Makia finally got fucking dosed and then them doing stuff. And just it also showed burning and the rest of them still fighting yep. the Nomu and whatnot. So, I mean, you could still see it as a loss, but I saw it more of a 
just in terms of just what we had present in the anime of just the carnage of what this has all done resulted in yeah. resulted in and yeah. just the fact that uh the nomus and everything are after mr compresses shafted moment of them lots of shaftings yes <laughs> of them well actually it didn't even really have them getting away yet it just had him just like i'm gonna buy this moment and they haven't even ran away that they're still there <laughs> Well, they started running away because yeah. uh, all, all for one took over Shigaraki's body right. completely. And yeah, he's because, just like, yeah, we're going to get out of here. Because I, I think it was... Because uh, the whole thing was Deku. It, Deku had that moment of him just like, in that moment, Shigaraki looked like he needed help. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then, then it, that's when the music started. Yeah, because yeah. then he fell off and the music started and just... Yeah, because there was also the moment there with the villains where Spinner was asking all for one, are you really going to abandon your allies? And he's just like, yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we got to go. We're going to peace out. <laughs> Deuces. Uh, I'm really pumped to see where the next you know, 12 episodes go because like that, I mean, with where we are with where the war ended now we have so much more ground to cover in terms of episode count yeah. of 12 episodes so my homeless academia I feel like is coming <laughs> it depends on if they're going to go further into stuff or not yeah. and add some content or not yeah god there was one other thing that I wanted to add on but now because I we're also it. probably going to get the uh, Shoto family meeting yeah, yeah, we'll probably get that. Oh, I remember what I was going to add. A couple other things that we got was the official introduction to Danger Sense. Yes. Uh, we got the official introduction to that. And then, of course, uh, Bakugo's hero name was re revealed in the last couple episodes. Yes. Which I, I still love that, uh, you know, uh, Ida is like super by the books and he actually calls him by the full name. It's like, you are too injured. You know, but he calls him by the full yes. name, not just Dynamite. I just thought that was funny. And you know, everyone was just like, you know, it's just like, oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's tacky. Oh, that's stupid. And Miro was just, just like, oh, that's, that's a great awesome. name. I love that. I love Mirio. He's great. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, anything else that you want to add on to that? I got nothing. I want to make sure that we got those last couple things in there. Danger um, sense. Overall, very, very solid episode. Besides my couple of beefs. Besides that, the, the, the end half of the episode ended on a good note for me. Yeah. Um... No, that's about it. Okay. Favorite favorite episode of the week? Mm. It's actually kind of tough, honestly. I really liked like multiple episodes. I don't know what my favorite one was. Um, I, I mean, the one I probably liked the most was probably Gundam. Uh, <coughs> I would actually probably say Bleach for me. And I guess it's because... You know, while Blue Lock was awesome, you know, Bleach, I guess one thing that, that I just loved so much about it is like, you know, I love the full circle moments in anime. So it was like just little tidbits of information that was here and there and it just all comes full circle, you know? Yeah. And just me not knowing the content made it more special. So I'd probably give it to Bleach this week, I think. Right, let's go with that. We'll go with Bleach, especially since it's over. I got more time to give Blue Lock best episode of the week. So, all right, we'll hit chapter ratings, which are all correct on today's script. I made sure today. <laughs> <laughs> they are all the correct episode, I mean, chapter numbers this week. I made sure. Uh, all right, so kicking things off with One Piece 1070. Uh, I'd probably give this probably a seven, maybe an eight. Maybe an eight. We'll go with an eight. Uh, My Hero 376. This was 
the chapter that came out. It, it was supposed to come out last week, but uh, Hirokoshi is currently not well. Yes. Uh, and this was noticeable in this chapter, it only being 11 pages. I thought it was really short. Yeah. And um, with that, I saw his author comment that he said something along the lines that his shoulder hurt so bad, he just wished that it wasn't on his body anymore. <laughs> so I was just like, damn, that... That's really depressing. <laughs> but uh my hero 376 though. Um I mean, I'm only going to give it a 6. I mean, it had interesting content, but at the same time, it seemed like it was ev- all scattered all over the place. Yeah, especially for a short chapter. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'll give, I'll give it a 7. Uh Black Clover 346. Uh I'll give it a 7. I'll give it a 7 as well. JJK 208. really don't know how to feel about the chapter because i'm really not sure where the hell the series is going right at this moment i feel like this changes okay most of the time <coughs> um i guess i'll give it an eight because it was it was very interesting with how they chose to wrap that up so okay mission yo's core family 160 a 10 this is so good right now bro so good right now like the, the stuff that's happening we just got introduced to like the basically the creator of the Yozakora family. Um, not necessarily saying like he's some ancestor of theirs, but he is the one that originally founded the family and, and created like the primo essentially. Um, and it was a pretty sweet introduction to him, the father who is still in the process of like disintegrating right now, thanks to Korichiro's blooming. Um, you know, he knows who he is, but's never met him. Uh, Corchero doesn't know who he is. And it, there was such a sweet shot in this chapter because, you know, because obviously one big theme throughout the entire damn series is Corchero constantly trying to kill Toya or whatever. Yeah. You know, because he's so protective of Mitsumi, whatever. So he doesn't want anyone near Mitsumi at any point. Uh, well, you know, Tayu, like, he gets grabbed by this dude and uh, Corchero stops it. And it's just like the most epic shot of where it's like one side of the panel is like real up close in this dude. And just like in the background of the panel, you just see Corchero still setting down. And he's just, but he says, I don't know who you are. But then it like cuts to his eyes, just cycling. He's like, but do not touch Mitsumi's husband. And it was just such a sweet moment of where it's like, while he still hates him, he knows Mitsumi cares about him, so he will still protect him. Which that that was like, you know, that was his mindset, like in chapter three or four, you know, yeah. early on, where it's like, I hate you, I want to kill you, but you are part of this family now, so I will protect you with my life. So it's, it was such a sweet shot, dude. This chapter was so damn good. Um, Undead Unlock one forty one. I would give this one probably, probably an eight. Probably an eight. Undead Unlock's still in a very fun place right now. I'm really enjoying it. Mashal one thirty eight. I don't think it was. I don't think it was bad. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it's starting to get off the wall again. That's Mashal. I give it an eight personally. I I liked it. He can move his sword. Oh, he's gonna block. <coughs> it. Go up. Yep. He caught it with his eyelids? Now, that was stupid, but in a <laughs> funny way. It's Mashwa. I'm not surprised by this. I give it an 8. Uh, I'll give it a 7. Second one day is 101. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so did you kill him? Well, I threw him in the river. It's like, but you didn't check? Are you saying I'm a traitor? 
nah, he was so dead. I was kind of sure I saw him dead. <laughs> I give it an eight. I'll give it a nine. Elusive Samurai, 92. Uh, I'll give it an eight. Blue Box, 83. That guy's a prick. Fuck that <laughs> dude, man. He is an asshole. <laughs> I'll give it an eight. I'll give it eight as well. P6, 63. Seven. Okay. Akane Banashi, 44. Um, we're going an interesting route. I'll give it an eight. Okay. And it's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Boruto and Dragon Ball Super. Uh, Boruto, I don't know, man. Uh, I am like getting so turned off at Boruto at this point because it's just like, legit where the fuck are we going you know what i mean like i just here you know with last chapter a month ago i thought we had like a potential tease to set up where kawaki did go i guess rogue that helps us set up to that literal episode one chapter one but like now it's still just like where the fuck are we going because like you know the past couple chapters we got like the big reveal that delta is actually like the android-esque version of um uh I want to say a mon- uh, a motto, a motto. The basically like the professor that was part of Kara, who's now been uh, in Leaf's hands forever. Where Delta was actually his daughter, and his sole goal is to bring his daughter back to life. We have the whole situation right now of uh, the one chick I'm drawing a blank on her name living with Kawaki and Boruto. You know, there's just so many different things. And like in this chapter. You know, uh, she is like just so madly in love with Kawaki, but like she can't talk to anyone about it. So she requested, you know, Sadara and, and another like the class president, uh, forgot her name, to come in and chill with her because they're girls. She needed girl chat time. And like apparently, but don't they just fall in love with her? But they're not apparently. Like, what? Th- like yeah, just completely randomly while they're sitting there on the, the bed talking to her, they're realizing and they're like talking mentally, which. Which I feel like it's a plot hole because can't because like isn't the whole thing that Kawaki was the only one that Kawaki and Boruto because they're uh, uh, Otsuzukis. Oh, that's the whole point of why they weren't they wouldn't fall for her her spell shit whatever. But meanwhile, I guess all of a sudden you know Sadara and the class president are completely fine. But also a plot hole in this whole thing. This chick keep drawing a blank on her name right now. She can read minds, right? Like, you know, no thoughts escape her. You know, like this whole time when Shikamaru is talking to Amato, like he knows that she's listening because she can. So like, you know, this whole sequence, like these two are realizing we're not under her spell. So they start like talking to Shikamaru as well mentally, you know, all things like, you know, Eno's jitsu, right? And I'm just sitting there like, can't she fucking hear this too? Like, cause like Shikamaru was just like, yeah, just keep going with it. If she hasn't realized that you haven't fallen for a spell, then you might be our best shot to try to kill her. It's like, can't she fucking hear this? Like, that's what you established like for four chapters. Like, I don't know. You think the plot hole of where Kwaki goes rogue is that he does actually start to like her and then they actually do succeed in killing her and that's why he goes rogue? That would be a plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a plot twist. I don't know. I'll give it like a five. I really don't know where we're going with Boruto at this point. And you know what? I feel the same about fucking Dragon Ball. Are we still on Granola? No, that ended. Okay, cool. That, that ended before it went on the break. Cool. So the Granola arc ended with... 
Frieza. Oh, that's in. right. Frieza just showed up, slapped pe- people with shit. I was like, all right, peace. Yeah, he showed up, used black <laughs> black Frieza, slapped people, and deuced. So literally, the first like two pages of this chapter acknowledges that, where you see Goku and Vegeta on Beerus' planet, and Goku's just still kind of carefree training, and then you see Vegeta like staring up at the sky, and he envisions black Frieza. He's just like, you know, I, I get stronger. And then all of a sudden, we go to a time skip because we see Trunks and Goten in high school. <laughs> like, cause I look, I get it because they're lining it up with superhero. Cause you see like the same kid from, you know, uh, from the red ribbon army from the superhero movie, you see him in this chapter. Okay. So I get it. You're pairing it up with superhero cause superhero <laughs> takes place after Dragon Ball super manga that they confirmed that before the movie came out. So, so wait, is this like an actual time skip or is it like a preview into the future? See, that's what I don't know. We'll see next chapter, I guess. <laughs> I have no idea. That's why I'm just like, where are we going with this? So in this chapter, you see Trunks and Goten basically be Saiyaman, you know, more Saiyaman, being superheroes and saving the world. Well, can't get rid of the Edgelord in the family. Like, I don't know where we're going with this. Like, ah, uh, I don't know, man. Give it a five. Chainsaw Man 115. It was this interesting... Chapter. I like the I, I like the last couple pages. The last couple pages were nice. Yeah, I give it a seven. I'll give it a seven. Spy Family seventy three. I don't know what's happening. This shit's getting wild. It is getting wild. I'll give it a seven though. I'll give it an eight. Okay. We're in a girlfriend two sixty four. Um, kind of interesting plot twist. I guess the last couple chapters. He's gay. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. That would be a plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, just, you know, um, <laughs> what's her name? Uh, mommy, I think's her name. I don't what? know. His, it's his ex-girlfriend that you get introduced to literally ch- chapter one. Her name's mommy? Mommy, I think. <laughs> yeah. Mammy? Mommy? I don't know how you, I don't know what her name is. <laughs> I think it's mommy. I don't know. <laughs> she, she, she pops back into the fold, right? You know, naturally she's like basically one of the antagonists of the series, essentially. She's just constantly a bitch and just getting in the way. But, like, she didn't get in the way at all. Like, like she hits, you know, Kazuya up to, like, go out, you know, to, you know, go out just to see each other, you know, hang out, whatever. And he's freaking out because, like, he's, like, thinking that she she still hates him, whatever. You know, he apologizes to her. She asks, like, one question. That's it. And then she's just like, okay. And he's just like, oh, you know, I'm really sorry, blah, blah. And, she, and she's like, all right, let's go. You know, they, they go leave the restaurant. She's like, all right, see you later. And he's like, wait, was that it? And she's like, yeah, that, that is like, yeah, that was it. That was all I needed. It's like, uh, okay, all right, well, I guess, I guess, bye. See you later. <laughs> it's just kind of in a weird place. I don't know. I'll give it a seven. Eden Zero 221. Where the, f- what the fuck is happening? I just realized I didn't read this chapter. Dude, just wait till you read it. When you read it, please text me your thoughts because seriously, it's like just the ultimate. What the fuck are we doing? I assume he's just killing off all the characters. Uh, no. Okay, so this chapter is... We're basically back to chapter one. Fuck! Yes. It, it's literally chapter one again. Thankfully, it wraps up very quickly, right? Like, it does wrap things up very, very quickly, but no shit, we're back to Shiki back on Granville, long hair, caveman Shiki. We're back to that. God dang it. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Dude, like straight up. Uh, I don't know. Like, I give it like a five, I guess. Seven Deadly Sins, Four Nights of the Apocalypse, 89. Um, How's I, the grooming? 
<laughs> Still haven't addressed that, <laughs> which I think is so funny <laughs> that we have not addressed that again. Um, okay, <clears throat> I give it a probably an eight though. Where we're, next chapter really begins the big grand adventure of everyone, you know, off doing their own separate missions. You know, Meliodas had it all set up where you know Team uh, Percival with Gawain, you know, you guys go do this. Team Tristan, you guys go do this. Lancelot, you're flying solo. Go do this, which was also a nice little moment where we, f- you know, because it's been establishing within like the last 10 chapters of just how fucking strong Lancelot is. Yeah. Because it further establishes that here where they're trying to find like one particular blacksmith who's like a legendary blacksmith. And Lancelot and Tristan says, oh yeah, Lancelot's been trying to find him for years to make him a custom weapon because he can't, he does, there's no weapon that can withhold his power. And then, you know, uh, Donnie's just like, you know, now that you mention it, yeah, every time Lancelot has used a weapon, it just shatters immediately. And it's just because of how strong he is. So he needs a custom-made weapon for him. Isn't so, Lancelot also like the Lady in the Lake story? I don't. Is that I, Lancelot? I have no clue. I, okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm not very, you know, knowledgeable on Arthurian legends, so I'm. I'm not sure. Okay. Um. But yeah, that, that was kind of. And there was like a moment where Lancelot's just like, "Hey, Meliodas, can I? Can I like please go somewhere else?" And Meliodas is like, "No, you need to go there. You need to pop in every once in a while and t- t- tell your mom and dad hi that you're not dead." And Lancelot's like, "Fine," because where he was being sent is where it, where his mom and dad is. So, Which he's the son of Bon, right? Bon and uh, Elise. Oh, that well, that's a fucking housewarming. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, don't I, ass- I assume he shows up. Bon fights him. Yeah, see, I'm wondering why he doesn't want to go home because, like, you know, he didn't seem like super like upset about it because you know once Meliodas is like oh you need to pop in every once in a while and tell your parents hi Lancelot was just like a standard child like ugh fine but like you know he he actively did not want to go so I'm kind of curious to kind of like the backstory on that we also got a little tease in this chapter of who Gawain is exactly which we've already obviously gotten a lot of teases where there's so much relation where it seems something related to Escanor right and even like her uh her outfit that she has is in nod of Escanor, one million percent, like the same sort of tight pants with the big belt buckle. The, like uh, the jacket looks like Merlin's jacket, straight up Merlin's jacket, only covering her tits. You know, and you know, keep in mind that you know, Gawain, you know, changes size, whatever, just like just like Escanor does. And there was even a, a nice little sweet moment there with Meliodas where he was sitting there drinking and chilling, and Gawain comes up to him behind him. He turns around to go to talk to go talk to Gawain. He's just like. And all Meliodas says, huh, well, that's a nice little surprise. You know, we're referencing the, you know, the outfit choice. And Gawain even makes the reference, like, you know I'm the daughter of uh, Arthur's brother-in-law. You know, that's all it said. Which maybe, I'm sitting there racking my brain, who the fuck's his brother-in-law? Like, like, I'm trying to remember, I don't know. So there's a lot, there's a lot of little tea setup stuff in this chapter. I'd give it probably like an eight, you know, that was really, really good. Uh, So An Ordinary is uh, currently on a break. 288 is the recent chapter. What would you give it? Um, I'll give it an eight. Give it eight as well. Weak hero two twenty two. <laughs> I give it a ten. Let's go, baby. Give it a ten. <laughs> I give it a ten as well. It's just freaking. Where you going? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Grace full murder mode. Yeah, LC two hundred one. I did also like Teddy's moment. Teddy did have a good moment, yeah. It's like, where do you think you're going? Well, Teddy and Gerard, because they, yeah, they just Gerard show both. up out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like, just like, who are you guys? Oh, we're whatever chicken employees. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a 10, though. LC201. I'll give this a 10 as well, because the kids are Lots being... Lots of 10s today. 
Kids are being troll as fuck because they're at the New World Academy. Jai Wu challenged one of the top ten and yeah. beat him and everything. And just like uh, the top ten are in the meeting and just like, well, what do we do? Okay, no one can challenge him. We can't lose any more faiths. And all of them <coughs> are just like, someone rolls up and is like, uh, yeah, he just challenged again. What do you mean he just challenged again? Leads the whole thing with the head of the top ten going seeing Jai Wu. Just like, you need to stop this. We, we, how are you already healed? Like, what are you doing? Right. And Jai was friends seeing and hearing what he's doing. Just like, okay. She goes back to him. It's like, so what are we doing? <laughs> they all challenged us. Right. <laughs> so we're now setting up a 6v6 between uh, the South Korean kids who've all come to the New World Academy versus the last of the top 10 that haven't fought them yet. Mm-hmm. And, it sets up for this big whole fight and the whole the headmaster and it was like, well, goddamn, those kids did it for <laughs> us. We were gonna have them fight anyways. Goddamn. Right. I, and then next up we have Down to Earth one twenty seven. I'd give this one a ten too. This is a very good chapter because like the big theming recently is you know Cade has been dealing with so much of how he feels towards Zaya, right? and also dealing with his own traumas of his ex-girlfriend, which has been a constant theming. His ex-girlfriend recently came back into the picture in the series, and she's she's a devious little bitch. You know, you see, it's very clearly depicted, obviously. Like, you know, in front of people, she's super sweet and nice, but then the moment she's away, she's a devious bitch up front. And, like, you know, he's had, like, Kate has had such an issue with letting go and that trauma of letting go, which I, I, I feel that. So, like, in this chapter, he finally reached that 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 edge of jump off the edge let let the shit go right like he brought like the box of all the photos outside yep. he was about to burn them he start he lit the box on fire and the corner was burning he's looking at it and then he immediately steps back off that ledge and he like he's like he's, he's, he starts trying to put it out whatever he looks he's like okay the photos are fine the photos are fine and then it just starts fucking pouring and like <laughs> the box gets ruined and everything and he just like yells and he kicks the box and stuff. And I love the comments where it's just like, you know, where it's just like, uh, okay, couldn't bring himself to destroy the, uh, the stuff. Uh, don't worry. God's got you. <laughs> God's going to take care of you today. So it's, it's been such a big theming of letting go of like trauma of a relationship. And he tried to backed out. Then the stuff got destroyed anyway. So it's, it's, it's in a very interesting place right now. I'll give it a 10 favorite chapter of the week. Uh, week hero. Weak hero. Yeah, weak hero. So good, dude. <laughs> Gray is in murder mode. It is so good. <laughs> All right. Well, that hits everything for today's episode. Um, hit everything we need to hit next week. I don't know. Let me look at the what is next. What is next Thursday's date? The fifth. I don't think we're gonna have anything new for next week. Uh, I don't think uh, everything should be starting. I think like the seventh. I think the earliest is January 3rd, but I don't even think it's a series either of us were interested in. Okay. So, yeah, we, we may not have anything new next week on 99. Oh, that hey, that means 100, though. We get to 100 kicks off the new season for yep. us. Hey, that's not bad. There you go. That's something special for 100. New shows. There we go. Uh, so that, that's probably how it's going to line up based on uh, release dates. But uh, anyway, Zach, last thoughts on anything? If not, I'll hit the music. Mm, no, I got nothing. All right, music's hit. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed to us yet, you really should subscribe if you're still watching. Thank you. And you can also go hit up the Animan YouTube and hit subscribe there so that can become a live. 
Thank you very much. Bye. Yeah, and definitely go hit up the Anime on YouTube because it will be used here in the near future. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash at Anime Plus. Uh, we definitely appreciate that subscribe as well as subscribe here at Sparky3. Uh, make sure to join the Discord. Go to Agent Inc. and check out our jersey. Our Anime Plus jersey is the best one of them all. Um, follow us over at Twitter. Check out the other shows, Game Static, live every Saturday, and Terrible Football Show, which is winding down for the end of the season, live every single Tuesday. With that said, until next time, guys, have a good one. See ya. We'll